Horror has become so pervasive that we don't even notice how thoroughly it has entered the public consciousness. It's on television, in the movies, and in the show that goes on in our minds when we go to bed at night. The modern horror movie has not only established a vocabulary for us to articulate our fears, it has taught us what to be scared of. Hey, gays and ghouls. I'm Sean Reedy. I'm Katie Toole. And this is Friday Night Frights. A podcast about courage, valor, and machetes. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, Listeners, just so you know, about 80% of this podcast is just us laughing at our own jokes. The other 20% are the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So at least you get that 20% there. So at least you get the 20% of just us not being complete assholes. Um, <laughs> so this is our first episode. <laughs> this is our first episode. It's our first episode, and it's very exciting. We are very happy to be here. There are cats. There are dogs. There are lots of living beings in this house. Mm-hmm. You'll probably hear them from time to time until we figure out how to not do that, but it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, so, Sean and I are really good friends, mm-hmm. and we bonded over our love of horror movies. I've loved horror movies my whole life. Oh, has, as have I. Right. Um, and Sean started dating my friend Nick, and he like brought him around. Nick was like, oh, Katie is the only other person I know. Who goes to Motor City Nightmares? And I immediately was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Motor City Nightmares is a a local horror movie convention. So like high grade horror movie nerds here, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we just looked at each other and we were like, oh my God. We just became best friends. We just became best friends. Best friends (laughs) till the very end. Um, (laughs) So yeah. So we decided to start a horror movie podcast. It's been super, super fun. And here we are. And here we are actually doing it. Yeah, Look at do, us. <laughs> doing, the, doing the damn doing thing. Doing the damn thing. <laughs> oh, God. We've known each other for what? Three, three years? years. Yes. Three years and we have spent the last two Halloweens together. <laughs> um, that tracks. That, um, yeah, that tracks. That makes sense. Makes sense. I mean. It's who we are. It's what we do. <laughs> We are little Halloweenies together. This past Halloween of 2019, I was Ariel and he was Ursula. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you needed to know who we are as people, that is in fact who we are as people. We could also maybe, we could totally post a picture of that to our Instagram. Absolutely should post a picture of that to our Instagram because there are definitely, I mean, okay, we should probably ask the others if they're comfortable with that. That would be number one. But there's at least one or two photos of just you and I as well. Today, we're going to give you a bit of a nostalgia bomb. This format is a little bit different than the rest of our formats are probably going to be because this is our first uh, episode and we wanted to sort of do something fun and something that really introduces us and lets you know who we are as people. Um, so today, we are going to be exploring the absolute explosion of horror media that was directed at children in the 1990s. Not horror media about children, horror media for children. Because Sean and I both grew up in the 90s. Sure did. And we were both sucked in to the world of horror by these things. Oh yeah, like as an infant basically. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> from early childhood, I was barely like, out of diapers. Right? Give me the blood. <laughs> give me the blood, give me the guts. <laughs> I'm here for the creeps. All the things. <laughs> want a ghost. <laughs> I want a ghost. I want a ghost. <laughs> I am afraid of no ghosts. I am afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> highly, highly inappropriate things for us to be watching as children. But you know what? We turned out fine. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> we have a horror movie podcast. We have a horror movie podcast. We're definitely sane people. We're doing the damn thing. Um, as we said. 
So get ready for a total nostalgia bomb. <laughs> but first, Sean, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Katie? It's Shock Tale Hour. Shock Tale Hour. <laughs> so each week, because we hate ourselves, we are going to bring you a brand new cocktail. And it's purely because we hate ourselves. It's entirely because we hate ourselves. And you're welcome. And you're welcome. <laughs> Um, well, we hate ourselves and we love booze. So, shock tale hour. Every week, (laughs) new cocktail. This week's shock tale is called Monster Blood. Sean, tell us what's in Monster Blood. So, in Monster Blood, we have an ounce of gin, an ounce of absinthe, Mm. a teaspoon of simple syrup, Mm -hmm. a half ounce of lemon juice, and a big old splash of prosecco that sounds delicious sean has tried it i have not but like that sounds like all words that i love so much so i'm really excited to drink it and it is it is i can i can absolutely speak from experience it is currently delicious currently like he is drinking it as we speak because it's so good oh my god (laughs) uh the recipe for it will be on our instagram and our facebook and all the things so and don't worry, this one will not make you grow. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> or will it? <laughs> so what was the first, like, horror thing that you were really into? And how old were you when it happened? The earliest horror that I horror thing that I remember being into... Um, Honestly, probably was Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember trying to watch that, and I was definitely young. I was probably, I mean, shoot, that came out, what, 97, maybe? 96 or 97, I think, is when it premiered. That would have been a good thing for me to look up, but I did not. <clears throat> I can um, I can um, creep on that while I uh, while I talk about it. So, um, so yeah, no, definitely, um, definitely Goosebumps, I would say, would be, like, the first thing that, oh, 95. Um... So even younger. So I was four. You were four. <laughs> I was four when that came out, um, which actually tracks. Um, that actually tracks uh, as to why I was not allowed to watch it technically. Um, because you were four. Because I was four. Right. Um, and my mom was just very, very, very strict about things like that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched it anyways. Um, I mean, as you do as a child. As you do. Okay, so my mom mm-hmm. was the mom who was really permissive about that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. she was very much, you know, I have a brother who's who's seven years older than I am, right? So I would watch everything that he was watching, and it was impossible to stop me from doing that, mm-hmm. because I was a very persistent child. And so she was, she sort of took the attitude of, like, let her watch it. We'll deal with it if it bothers her type of thing. So our house was the house where everyone came to watch the things their parents wouldn't let them watch. Yeah, I 100% had a friend that was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so so earlier memories of horror as a child, like, I remember being, gosh, I can't remember when the year the movie came out, but I remember being a young child and watching Jack Frost. The Jack horror Frost. version of Jack Frost. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that should definitely be on the um, list for Christmas horror movies that we're doing in December. I completely agree. Sneak mm-hmm. preview. Um, <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, Easter egg for you. Uh, like, I I distinctly remember watching both the first one and the sequel. Did not know there was a sequel. There are, I think there might be a third one. Oh, my God. Don't quote me on that. I know that there is for sure a second one. Okay, if horror movies teach us anything, it is that you can stretch a concept oh my God. until it is taught as a goddamn drum. <laughs> because how did they make Jack Frost into three movies? They sure as shit did it. Let me tell you, though, the sequel is set on a like an island in the Bahamas. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was going to be like, someplace hot, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a tropical... Yeah, set in a tropical island. So it's the fucking Olaf summer song from Frozen is what you're telling me. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Does he, you know what? We will do the movie and I will watch it and find out. 
I'm very excited for you to see it because it is wonderfully <laughs> horrible. Like, because I need someone else to have seen it. <laughs> so at least that, one other person. At least one other person who I know. Right. Um, and I mean, like, so that was, like, one of my earlier memories of watching horror movies was, like, definitely watching, like, Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. I saw Freddy vs. Jason as my first uh, movie in theaters that was, like, R-rated. Um, I remember watching. Um, so I didn't have cable as a kid. Okay. Unfortunately, like we right. just, you know, it was a thing. Just a um, so whenever I was over at like my aunt's house, my grandparents' house, and I was able to sneak in some TV, like I remember watching specifically like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mm. Um, I I saw bits and pieces of All Real Monsters, but unfortunately I didn't get to see much of it. But whatever I saw, I loved. All Real Monsters was good. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, that's, that's most of my, at least like made for children specific horror was like that those two and goosebumps were mm-hmm. like my main ones right mine was absolutely are you afraid of the dark yeah like i i distinctly remember be, well i was six when it premiered mm-hmm. right in 92 so i remember being a six-year-old at my grandparents house with my brother and my cousin and i actually have this memory of watching i know which episode it was it was the one with the clown. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically just Are You Afraid of the Dark remade it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, okay. So, I'm yeah. here for it. So, and my aunt was like, if she gets scared, turn that off. Reasonable. And they were like, okay. And then they got distracted and I just watched the whole thing and I loved it. I was like, you know, staring at the television. <laughs> like all, all wide-eyed. And, um, so yeah, so I was pretty young. There is one other show, and I don't remember if the rest of the show is really horror-specific, but I remember this one episode of the show being, like, very creepy okay. and actually freaked me out as a mm-hmm. child, and now that I think about it, I'm like, it's <laughs> so stupid. Well, yeah. But I mean, I mean of course, it yes. was, I was a child. a child. It was made for kids. Yes. Um, but if you remember the show Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider? Oh my god, I do remember Ghost Rider! So, there was an episode of that show um, that was... I. So as a child, I remember it being like, uh, it was like a purple bubblegum, like doll monster, if I'm not mistaken, because I want to say that I looked up the episode not that long ago, and it was actually like a slime, like the slime demon right. doll that like vomited purple slime. Right. But you were a child, so he was made of bubblegum. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was made of bubblegum yeah. because his, the slime bubbled onto his mouth. So I was like, that's bubblegum, bubble clearly. <laughs> Um, like I remember Perfectly like, logical like to me. right, totally logical. I had nightmares about that episode. Like that episode, I don't know what it was about it, but mm-hmm. like, I remember him, that thing being in my dreams, nightmare, nightmare specific, mm-hmm. like multiple times. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a defining moment of horror for me actually, which is weird because that show is literally not about horror except for that one, like one episode. Right. Well, I mean, it is weird how it, how it hits and like what hits, right? Especially when you're young. Um, My first, so my first memory of watching a horror movie, not necessarily made for children. Mm -hmm. Well, not at all made for children. I should, I should amend that statement. It was not made at all for children. (laughs) I was a child who was watching it, but it was not made for children. Fair enough. Um, Was the, uh, the changeling. Oh my god. Okay. We've talked about this. Yes. Uh, it's a movie from 1980 starring George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a widower who, after the tragic loss of his wife and daughter, moves into this big, old, beautiful Victorian ma- mansion, I want to say in Seattle, mm-hmm. to like try to restart his life. And of course it's haunted. Of course. Because it's a big, beautiful Victorian mansion and they like, I mean, they come with a ghost. It's like on the deed. Yeah. It, it comes with at least one. At least one. Sometimes yeah. multiple. This one, there was only one. Um, And it was a child. And I think that's why it scared me. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, not to spoil the movie, but, you know, the movie's, you know, 40 years old, so. (laughs) Get on it. (laughs) Get on it. It's a good movie. But there is a scene where you see the ghost. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was a five or six-year-old boy, and I was a six-year-old girl. And 
he was murdered by an adult. And I think maybe it was the first time that I ever really thought about an adult hurting a child. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I, I think it was multiple things. I think it was that, you know, just that it was a creepy moment. I was way too young to be watching it. And even, like, even for me. And... Even for you. Was, <laughs> I mean... And... It was this moment of, oh shit, that has revealed something about the world to me that I did not know before. And I think maybe that's why it stuck with me. But for weeks, literally weeks afterwards, every time I closed my eyes, I saw that boy. And I think that my parents were actually really shocked by the fact that I was so scared by that movie because nothing seemed to scare me. So they just kind of let the movie play in the background. And didn't worry about it because I was so my my cousin was a baby and so I was mostly focused on the baby and like no one was actually really watching the movie and then it was just this scene happened and suddenly I was you know like hyperventilating and they were like oh shit that's right she's six yeah I mean like I well I because there was a thing that you mentioned about like acknowledging the fact that like adults like an adult hurting a child. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that was an innocence lost. Like right there. Like right. That, that, yeah. Exactly. That right there was absolutely innocence lost right. in a little bit, which and, and not necessarily it isn't a bad thing or is a bad thing. I mean, cause it's still, it's reality. It's reality. Right. But yeah, I can understand why that movie would scare the ever living shit out of you. Right. And it was like, it was like a, a, a dragon, you know, that I, that was in my head. And then I was in high school, I think. And I found it at a video store. And mm -hmm. I was like, we have to watch this. We have to watch this. It's so scary. And we watched it. And it is creepy. I mean, it's a well-made, well-made ghost movie. But it, like, wasn't that scary. And I was like, oh, cool. I actually, like, really like this movie. <laughs> so I'm not afraid of it anymore. But, <clears throat> like, I guess kind of at the beginning of my horror journey was really, like I said, it was Goosebumps. Right. So, like, not only the show, but also the books. Oh, my God. I devoured those books. I loved the Goosebumps books. They were so good. And then, of course, I slowly transitioned into, like, Fear Street. Right. Um, but, like, in the beginning, I, I remember, um, like, the beginning of that for me was, and it was ironic because it was their first special mm -hmm. that they did, but it was also the first book that I read, The Haunted Mask. Oh, yeah. It was the first movie, or I guess it was like, I don't know if it was an actual movie special, mm -hmm. but it was a two-part episode at the very least. Right. Um, and it was the first, like, that was actually the first Goosebumps episode that I ever watched. Right. Um, it doesn't exactly hold up to today, in a way. You know. You know, but it's still children's television, so. I mean, neither does Are You Afraid of the Dark. Well, it's actually not true. I was going to say, I feel like that probably holds up better. A little right? better, yeah. Some of the acting is 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 pretty funny. Yeah. In Are You Afraid of the Dark? But overall, the concepts are still pretty pretty good. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Sean has, like, never seen an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Literally not one. So we are absolutely going to watch an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. And uh, hopefully you won't be able to hear it because we don't want don't want to get sued, uh, but <laughs> we are going to uh, watch a little bit of it and have Sean have Sean give his thoughts about Are You Afraid of the Dark? I'm very excited about this. That's very good. I we think are. I know which episode we should show you. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. Show me the episode. But that's the thing about... I feel like Goosebumps was slightly more whimsical. Yeah. Right? But Goosebumps was absolutely a part of this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is the second most challenged book series of all time. Mm. Speaking of the most challenged book series of all time. Yeah. Is it not Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? It is not. Well, okay, book series? Well, oh. I know that's a series. It's Harry Potter. Oh, yes, of course it is. What am I saying? Of it's course. But Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is on that list, for sure. Yeah. Because it's, isn't it, didn't it get banned in certain oh, countries? Yeah. absolutely. It um, got banned in certain 
states, like in, in yeah. individual school districts. It's, yeah, you know, it's definitely a banned book, which means everyone should read it. And the original version, not the remake version of it that has the new version of the art the that was garbage. The original art. Um, not knocking the artist that did it, because I, I, the art on its own is fine. It's just not It's not the art. It's not the art. Right. I remember specifically after that came out looking for those books because I, I of course, read them in school. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember checking them out in middle school, I want to say. Same. Um, and they, those were honestly kind of terrifying in the best way like oh, yeah like i remember i i remember having nightmares from that, those books but mm-hmm. like i still enjoyed every last bit of it right well i mean that's that's a horror fan right right 100 like, percent. if you like that you're probably gonna like horror movies right but no that imagery was terrifying and and oh, that's yeah. the thing i think that is the difference between then and now mm-hmm. is that yes there are like horror adjacent things for children now, but they're cutesy. Right. In the late eighties, well, I guess scary stories to tell in the dark was the early eighties, but in the late eighties and the nineties, this stuff was meant to scare you. Yeah. Like it was scary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like we were talking about Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Which is... So good. As an adult, you're watching it and you're like, this isn't a horror movie. Right. This is a comedy, clearly. But the first scene of that movie, they straight up murder a child. Yep. They murder a child. Like, she's alive and then she's dead. Yeah, she gone. She gone. (laughs) And turn the other child into a cat. Turns the other child into the cat and then spends the rest of the movie trying to murder three other children. Right. So... And not just murder, but eat. Eat yes. for their life force to yes. be young. Suck their souls out of their bodies. So like... Wholesome family values. Wholesome family values. <laughs> like, this was a Disney movie. What the fuck? So, but that was the thing. It was like, the difference between then and now is that back then, in these movies, TV shows, books, the children were in mortal danger. Yeah. Like, this was not Casper the Friendly Fucking Ghost, Although we can also talk about Casper. We should talk about Casper. We should talk about Casper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can oh. watch Casper? Yeah. No, it's too long. <laughs> we can watch Casper, though. I own Casper. Oh, I own it on VHS, though. You own Casper on VHS? <laughs> why would so Why would I not? I not only own... So, I'm t- like, so specific, of course, live action with Christina Ricci. I own uh, Ricci. That's what I was talking about. Ricci. <laughs> Who am I? Who's Christina Ricci? Who's Christina Ricci? She kind of smells. <laughs> she reeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus, God. Um, so Christina Ricci and was it Bill Pullman? It was Bill Pullman. Is the dad? Um, and then I, who was the Devin Sawa was oh, Casper yeah. as a as a real boy? Yes. Oh, Devin Sawa, doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I also own a VHS that has multiple, like, Casper, the animated version, like, the old school animated version from, like, the, what, like, the 40s or 50s or 60s or whatever the hell that came out. I think it was the 60s. It might have been the 80s. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Before the 90s. (laughs) Before, this is pre-90s, so it's slightly not relative, but also animated, so they're, I still watched it when I was a kid. I still remember there was an episode, and I've watched it multiple times, of him getting a dog and it was the saddest thing because the dog died, but then the dog came back as a ghost. Oh. And he was his ghost dog. Like, that was well, the whole yeah. episode. I mean, that has to be the whole thing. And I was right? like, like, I remember crying to because it, it was like, no, the dog died, but I had happy tears. I had happy tears because the dog came back for him. Right, you had, you had happy sad. I was a happy sad. It was, you know what it was? It was bittersweet. Oh, God, that's what that word is. There it is. There it is. Bittersweet. Um... <laughs> But that's off. That's another. That's another anyway, episode. Yes. Um, we can do a whole episode about Casper. We can do a whole episode about Casper. Why not? Yes. Um, we can do a whole episode about random ghosts, and that could be one of them. Who knows? We'll talk about it. Um, we'll talk about it not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for a specific conversation. We are here for a specific conversation. Um, 
So another though, like a, so another, and I was a, I was definitely an older kid mm-hmm. in comparison to the other things that we've talked about. But Courage the Cowardly Dog, yes, was like one of my favorite shows on Cartoon Network. Oh, mine too. Like, and that that show was actually creepy. Yes, the imagery was oh. terrifying. Even in shows where the main point was not horror, mm-hmm. there would be, say, a Halloween episode right. where it was the imagery was legitimately unsettling. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is in shows for young children, like Rugrats. Some of the imagery in some of those episodes of Rugrats, when it's something that's supposed to be, like, scary for the babies, mm-hmm. is legitimately unsettling. Well, it is made by the same studio that did Owl Monsters. That it's, is true. So. There you go. I mean, in fact, there was an episode of Rugrats where they did a, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a reference. They literally had the main three characters from All Real Monsters in there for a split second. Oh, really? Um, yes. Yeah. There was an episode fun where. Fun trivia. Um, fun trivia knowledge. Um, there was an episode where I, I don't even remember the episode itself, but there was a uh, a moment where I believe it was Chucky like opened the door to a room and all three of them were just standing there and they all screamed and then he shut the door. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> we need to find that. <laughs> I'm like, of course. Of course. It's the best. I mean, it was what, class, cl- I can't pronounce that studio name. It was like Klapsky Suko, Klusko yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I, I butchered the hell out of that. That's okay. And I know that, that I believe the last... The second word of that is one of the the main per, the main people that like ran that studio. Their last name. That makes sense. So you're welcome. I butchered your last name. I love you. Well, you make great shows. You do. <laughs> I hope you you're do. listening. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm sure. Who isn't? I'm sure that this is exactly on the top of their mm-hmm. repertoire. Yep. They they have it followed. List. They have like alerts on for every new episode. I'm here for it. Just like the rest of you right <laughs> all of you every last one um yeah i remember there being multiple uh multiple episodes of courage of the cowardly dog that like legitimately just creeped me out mm-hmm. like and i mean it was offset by humor right absolutely so it worked really well well and everything was always with that one everything was always okay at the end right exactly well, like, so I know, I know a, a, an episode that a lot of people even will, will reference is, oh, I can't remember the name of it. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I do. <laughs> is it the one with the... The, the guy the... in the desert who's, like, saying the things? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The episode where he has the, the, the thing, the, um, the piece... Sort of a slightly skeletal looking guy, very clearly based on Edward Monk's, um... The scream. Yes. Right? And he's kind of got this flowy thing. And he's always, like, sort of in the desert and looking like he's... I have no idea. I could not tell you. I don't remember what that episode is about. I could draw that guy for you. Right. Because that's that's what it was. It was that imagery. Well, and that... And it was great, too, because his his animation was different than the rest of it. So it yes. stood out. Yes. Because it was very and flowy. And they did that a lot. Yes, they did. They did. Um... Like, I remember a lot of people referencing that episode. It was, like, like the tomb, like, something about a tomb. And I remember he wanted the, his, it wasn't a scroll, but it was, like, uh, it was, it was in season one. Uh, King Ramsey's Curse. King Ramsey's Curse. That's right. So he was, like, a, he was a mummy. Yes. Yes. And it was. It was still based on the scream, though. And it was still based on the scream. Mm-hmm. For sure. That imagery was 100%, like, just like the scream. For the um, record, I'm an art historian. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn that more and more. I'm You'll sure. learn that more and more. Um, Pops up. Here and there. Here and there and everywhere. Here and there. And, yeah. um, like, I remember because it was, it was not only based on that, but then it was also based on, um, oh my gosh, it was the, every time I think of it, I always think of the movie Prince of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, about the, um, the wh- plagues of Egypt? the plagues. Yes. Because they had three plagues that came to them. It was their house filled with water. Mm-hmm. 
And then they had, I mean, these plagues were not exactly relative to the Prince of Egypt and that whole story. Right. And the they were not biblical plagues. plagues. They were not biblical They plagues. were just random mummy plagues. The third one, though, was the most relative. So the first one was the house filling with water, mm-hmm. um, which I felt was weird. I'm like, they almost drowned. Like, I feel like that could have been the last plague that they showed. But either way. <laughs> right? Like, you feel like that one's pretty serious. Like, right. maybe you don't start with that one. Well, like, because... Maybe you just... Especially with the second plague. The second plague was music that was very annoying. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that could have been the first one. Yeah, that seems like if you're if you're talking about escalation is the goal, right? Like almost drowning them and then annoying them with loud music. Not so much the same thing. Right. Well, and I guess in reality it couldn't have been the last one because the last one was um, locusts. Okay, that is biblical. So that one is biblical, but it was locusts that were eating. It was almost like they were termites instead because they were just eating everything. Like no, locusts eat everything. Oh, just kidding. Oh, well, okay. Well, were they eating the house? Yes. Okay, then that would be termites. That's why I was thinking termites because like no, they were right. eating the house. They ate the truck. They ate the, the chicken coop that they had. Okay, so I don't think termites eat trucks. That was what I was... I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think any insect eats truck. I don't. But, you know, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Well, and they did, like, the weird buzzing thing that I feel like they tend to do with, like, you know how, like, when, like, bugs will eat stuff in animation and they do, like, that. Yeah. And, like, it's like they're chopping something down. Right, With a chainsaw. It just goes real fast and then it's Yes. Yeah. So that's what they were doing. Um, And then, I forgot what I was going with that. Legs of Egypt. (laughs) Uh, so that was, yeah, so that was kind of how it was relative. And I mean, it was from a tomb from a king that was in Egypt. So, right. like, he was in a pyramid. Like, that whole thing right. was, he wanted his, I think, it, I can't remember what he was saying. It was like, give, return the scrolls or return the, return the something, return the slab. I think it was return the I slab. I think it was return the slab. And the, the styling of the vocals, too. Mm-hmm completely different from the rest of the show yeah like it was this it was as if somebody was sort of like cupping their hands around their mouth Mm -hmm. or or talking through a wind tunnel or something yeah um very creepy (sighs) such a good episode such a good show such a good show um yeah they had some really great visuals in there just like some really creepy off the wall like kind of surprised they almost got away with this but that's why Cartoon Network is the you know the channel that it was right well that was also the time yeah so the things they got away with then they would never in a million years get away with now oh god no and I kind of get that even though I mean I'm I'm not you know despite what you will hear on this podcast I'm actually not that warped I'm a relatively well adjusted person (laughs) But... I'm quite the opposite, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a niece who's nine. She's going to be ten next month. Mm-hmm. And when I was her age, I was like, I was Freddy Krueger for Halloween, right? right? Like, we talked about this. Never in a million years, never in one million years would I sit that child down in front of a television and turn on a Freddy Krueger movie. Nope. Never. Nope. In fact, I would turn it off if I saw her watching it. Yeah. But, I don't know, it was just such a different time. That was the other thing that I, like, snuck in there, besides watching Goosebumps. And, I like, I swear the main channel that did this was, like, UPN, or maybe the WB. Um, On 99% show, though, it was just UPN. Back when UPN was a thing, and not, I think it's the CW now. It is the CW now. Um, if the CW is still a thing. I don't know. I don't have a cable anymore, so it's... I mean, reasonable. We got Netflix, Hulu... Right. I all the, all the things. TV. Right. Um, but I would sit in my room, because I was a lucky child that actually had a cable line in my room. Oh, so did I. Um, yeah, for sure. And watched... And it was, of course, just during the month of like October. But they would play... Friday the 13th, they would play Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my god, I think you're right, because wasn't there, like, a dancing pumpkin guy that would 
come in between and now that's a that's like a meme it's a meme now yes i remember mm-hmm. i mean i remember it from when it was on tv and also mm-hmm. you know the reference now is that it's the meme right um so yeah i do think that was dancing pumpkin man dancing pumpkin man i'm sure it has a different name like an official name but i don't know what it is. our official name for him is dancing pumpkin man dancing pumpkin man tm <laughs> copyright copyright <laughs> we say that's it, true it's true um gosh what else do they play they played leprechaun mm-hmm. and i don't think that so that was the other thing though they never played like the first one in the series it was like friday the 13th part three or right. like the well, fourth that's what they could get the rights to exactly yeah. that's what they could afford um which i'm like i understand right but like i feel like it was uh with nightmare on elm street i'm almost positive it was the fourth one that I would see on. Possibly even the second one. I always wanted it to be the third one only because I remember, I want to say it was on the back of the VHS case. Mm -hmm. There was the image of Freddie eating the girl in her bed. Mm. And I was like, that looks creepy and weird and I want to see it. And they never played it. And I'm like, I want to watch this movie. (laughs) Let me watch it. I don't know why I want, the intrigue of like, Seeing a girl get eaten in her bed, that sounds weird. Let's be real. I mean, I... I, I, I get it. <laughs> we are I don't know why you're intrigued by it, but I get it. We are both intrigued about this in different ways. <laughs> different ways. Different reasons. Um, I, it just looked weird. I think that was it. Like, the imagery of it. Like, she was, like, two-thirds of the way in his mouth. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait. I feel like we have to talk about that series at some point, like, as a whole. Are you kidding? And make a whole episode. I don't know why I'm saying, like, we have to. Like, it's already not in the plans or anything right. like that. But Who are you talking to? I know. I was Freddy Krueger for Halloween in the fourth grade. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Um, there is a four-hour documentary on Netflix about that series. I've watched it twice. Is it Never Go to Sleep or something like that? Never or Sleep Again. Never Sleep Again. That's the catchphrase it is it is the catchphrase it's in every movie it is and how sad is it that i did not immediately know that i mean it might be sadder that i did immediately know it mm. i don't know about that i'm on board with it <laughs> okay i'm on board with it this is what i this is what i'm thankful that you're here because you know all the things that i <laughs> that's why that's why we're doing a podcast all right <laughs> i'm like vague recollections i'm here for it you want to quote Maybe. (laughs) Here's Katie. Here's Katie. She's got all of them. There was also just this weird phenomenon of porting, like, actual horror media into, like, a children's show. Like Beetlejuice. Or Tales from the Crypt. Oh, that's right. They did an animated show. They did an animated show of Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Which is not just extremely violent, but was also, like, bordering on softcore porn. Like, it was not at all appropriate for children. It it wasn't that appropriate for adults, to be honest with you. And, <laughs> uh, but the Crypt Keeper, who's terrifying, mm-hmm. uh, was on was on a cartoon. It's a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. For the record, I have a Beetlejuice tattoo, so that's why I said it like that. <laughs> oh, God, Beetlejuice. Such a great, 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 great film. We should probably talk about our tattoos, actually, because we both, oh, have, yeah. we both have, like, at least, if not horror movies, horror-adjacent movies. Yes. Tattooed on our bodies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine would be in the not necessarily horror, but psychological thriller. Like, so it's psychological in the, thriller. Yeah, I, I would I would group it in. Like I would talk about that mm-hmm. show. I, right. I would talk about that movie on this podcast for sure. Yeah. So so you have a Beetlejuice tattoo. I do. I have uh, a Ouroboros, which is the image of the snake eating its own tail, but instead of a snake, it's a sandworm from Beetlejuice from the movie, not the. I still remember when you like told me about the concept of that and I like flipped my shit. (laughs) So here's the thing. When I told the tattoo artist what I wanted, she started cracking up and I was like, 
this is a good decision. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good decision because she hears them all. Right. Right? And it, like, it struck her. And so I was like, yes, happening. It's happening. It's happening. Well, it's on my ribs, so no one ever sees it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then, so mine is... Mine is the, uh, so mine's more, like, specific, like, straight lifted from the movie. Yes, absolutely. Um, Technically, all three of my tattoos are. Right. Um, but my other two are not horror related. Um, but the tattoo that is, is from Donnie Darko. Um, and I've wanted this, I had wanted this tattoo for, I think I had wanted it since I first, I mean, since I first saw the movie, really. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, 15 years. Um. And it is uh, when Donnie wrote the time until the end of the world on his arm in Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted that, like, permanently on me. Uh, and the, So there's the tattoo. So there's the tattoo. That's it. And it's funny because I'll get people either asking me if it's a phone number, which I'm like, I don't know how many numbers you have in your phone number, but <laughs> this is... Uh, this is not the right amount. This is eight. So, um, no, it's not a phone number. Um... I will say, though, the number one thing that I do get people ask, like, that I have had people ask me is if it's permanent. Because it does look, like, that was part of the reason that I waited so long is because I wanted to make sure that I got an artist that was able to make it look like Sharpie. Right. You wanted it to look exactly like the movie. Yes. It does. It, it looks just like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of people get that this tattoo done. I've looked up the tattoo, and uh, when I was looking up the image from the movie, I saw a lot of people with that tattoo on them, mm-hmm. but it was very like blocky letters. Yeah. And while I'm not knocking that, cause clearly that was the way that you wanted it done. Right. It this is the way the that way. I wanted it done. Right. That it doesn't look like the movie. Right. Um, um, since I will probably never touch on tattoos again, um, I'll just side note the fact that my other tattoos are from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. Which um, is amazing. <laughs> love that musical oh it's so good because um, this is after all a horror movie podcast run by gays and, well, I, I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean so you knew it was gonna come out we've talked about horror movies now we're gonna talk about something gay real quick mm-hmm. just a quick side tangent into um, the gay into the gay and then we'll, we'll swing right back we'll, in. we'll swing right back in so if we are talking about tattoos which we absolutely are i don't know why i said if <laughs> we should probably tell them about Oh, my yes. tattoo, my potential tattoo that will be, will be put on my body. If this podcast reaches a certain metric, which has heretofore not been decided, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that Sean has decided he is going to pick one that is as achievable as possible so that I get this tattoo. Yeah. I feel like we should do, do we want to just decide this right now in the split in the moment? Like on the podcast? On the podcast. Sure. Live, not live. <laughs> live. <laughs> live from his basement. <laughs> it's Friday Night Frights. <laughs> it's Friday Night Frights. <laughs> it's Evan Frights. It's Evan Frights. Freaking bats. Love, love podcasts. Love podcasts. Um, we can do, I mean, you're really wanting this tattoo, right? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I had the idea for this tattoo before I had the idea for this podcast. It's just, this podcast gives me a, a justification for getting this ridiculous ass tattoo on my body that I could not come up with before I had the podcast. How about, okay, okay, okay. How about once we hit 100 followers on Instagram? I'm going low, because I want you to get this tattoo as soon, as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> Or do we want to do, like, 250? Do we want to do 500? I'm okay with 100. Okay. I'm like, because all of which are achievable. Right. And because right now we have, like, six. So, and they're all our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Which we love you and thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. (laughs) Um, Everyone's been really cool about this. I love it. Um, Okay. So, if you would like me to get this tattooed on my body, tell your friends to listen to this podcast and to follow us on Instagram. We are Effin Frights Podcast. Fuck, I should make sure that that's actually what it's called. <laughs> Hold on. Like, what are, what is our Instagram again? It is Effin Frights Podcast. That is, in fact, 
the name of our Instagram. So, we're professionals. So, so you know, the letter F is in Frank. Right. The letter N is in... Nancy. Nancy. Frights. Frights. F and Frights. Or the letter F as in Friday. <laughs> the letter F as in nice. <laughs> How about we do that? How about oh, we, we do that? that? How about we actually say the name of the podcast? <clears throat> Friday. Um, Night. Frights. Podcast. On Instagram. If you follow, if we hit 100 followers, I will get this tattoo. What tattoo are you? will you be getting? Because I don't think that we've discussed what tattoo it is. No. This is called Building Suspense, Sean. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> this is part of a horror movie too, isn't it? Yep. Jesus. So the tattoo will be a very flowery, inspirational quote. Think like a graphic that you would see on Facebook or on Pinterest or on Instagram of like a bunch of really pretty flowers surrounding a nice sort of script, right? Mm-hmm. However, hidden in these flowers, so that you have to really be looking to see it, mm-hmm. right, will be Freddy Krueger's glove. Because if you haven't figured that out, but figured it out by now, I'm pretty into those movies. And the inspirational quote will be, dare to dream. Because it's both an inspiration and a warning. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the best tattoo concepts that I've heard in a very, 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 very long time. You know, and I had that, I've had that concept for years now. But again, just could not justify getting Freddy Krueger's glove tattooed on my body. But now I have a horror movie podcast, so I really can't justify not getting it, right? I feel like it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But we need y'all to, like, get us there. Also, if there are any artists out there who would like to draw that concept for me, let me know. Because I can't draw. I... <laughs> you want a stick figure? I gotcha. <laughs> stick figure of Freddy's glove? <laughs> I'll draw a little, like... little, like, little hand. Like, trace your hand, but then, like, have little sticks coming out of it to be the blades. Yes. Yes. I can do that. Sure. So, the question becomes, why? Why, at this time... Was there an absolute explosion of this stuff? Like, there had been spatterings of, you know, in the 80s there was V.C. Andrews. But even V.C. Andrews was really directed at, like, teenagers. Right. Like, yes, there were younger kids who, like, snuck them and Mm -hmm. read them. But they were young adult novels. Well, and... And so, same with Christopher Pike and all of those. Right, and Fear Street. Weren't Even Fear, Fear Street, Street, yes. Pre Goosebumps, for like, at least in part. I feel like we looked that up, and I don't remember. I feel like we're gonna look that up again. Okay. So Fear Street started in 1989. Okay, so that was the same year that the cartoon version of Beetlejuice premiered. Okay. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? Premiered in 1992, mm-hmm. as did. Goosebumps. The the Goosebumps series began in 1992. The television series? No. The, the, book, the series. book series, yes. I'm not sure. I feel like the television series was more like 95, 96. I was going to say, I think it's 95. I would argue that in order to understand the 90s and this phenomenon, you actually have to go back to the 70s. And here's why. Two things happened in the 70s. Mm-hmm. A lot of well-respected, high-grossing horror films were made, mm-hmm. and Star Wars was made. True. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's how they relate. The horror movies established horror as a legitimate genre, right? And that's something we can talk about on subsequent episodes, mm-hmm. but really starting in the late 60s with like, Romero. Mm-hmm. And then you got into, you know, Polanski and Freakin and then Carpenter and Craven and all of those guys, right? Suddenly, horror movies were a real thing and they were a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Line Cinema is literally called the house that Freddy built. 
because yeah. that series was their big moneymaker. Mm-hmm. So that's one side of it. The realization by the powers that be that horror was popular. I wouldn't say the realization. I would say the rediscovery for sure. Because obviously in, say, the 1930s, mm-hmm. horror movies abounded. Yeah. Right. Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Invisible Man, right. all of those. But these horror movies were very different because they were much more realistic. The reason that Star Wars is relevant is George Lucas maintained the licensing rights Mm -hmm. to Star Wars, right? This is a well-known fact. It's a well-known story. No one would do the movie. 20th Century Fox agreed to do the movie. He said, okay, but I want to keep the licensing rights. And they were like, yeah, sure, because that's barely a thing. And then he became a goddamn billionaire. Yeah, he sure as shit did. <laughs> right? So, <clears throat> I think what Star Wars did, in ways that nothing really had, because obviously there had been toys, there had been kids shows, there had been there had been all of this stuff. There had even been licensed products. You know, there were Howdy Doody lunchboxes and stuff like that. But, I think that Star Wars made people realize just how much money you can make off of children. And I'm not kidding. Like, no, I. That was a defining that. moment yeah. in like both the movie industry mm-hmm. and like the I guess the entertainment industry and the toy industry. Because it was mostly toys. Like, yes, there were sheets. Yes, there were lunchboxes. Yes, there were T-shirts. But when you think about Star Wars and like people who have a lot of Star Wars things, mm-hmm. it's toys. It's yeah. action figures. Right. It's action figures. It's the, like, having the ships, mm-hmm. like, the, the toy version of the ships. The whole, like, line of Legos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Star Wars Legos. And then Lego Star Wars, the video games. <laughs> <laughs> so you had this confluence of, of these two things, mm-hmm. right? And they grew throughout the 1980s. In terms of the marketing in general to children. For example, Nickelodeon premiered in 1979. And what's funny is that a, a manifestation of this that's a, a little bit earlier than the actual, like, horror explosion for kids is Child's Play. Yeah. Like, Child's Play definitely was not for children, but I would argue that it is touching on these themes. Because it is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely violent horror movie. About a child, which was not new. There have been plenty of horror movies where, like, there was a creepy little kid. But in this one, the creepy little kid, or the little kid wasn't creepy. Right. He was being, he was being targeted. Right. Which was a little bit of a different take. But the evil was the, like, commercialism of this show. Right. Right. This children's show. Children's show where you had, a like, a product that went with the children's show like i don't know teddy ruxpin right and you know the the evil came from that Mm -hmm. and i believe child's play was 88 i feel like that sounds right i'm really bad with years on things coming out but um but no i feel like that sounds exactly right historian yeah you you i'm just gonna believe you (laughs) i'm just gonna believe you (laughs) i'm just gonna believe you you can't give me that kind of power sean Um, It just happened. It just happened. It was kind of known, right? Like, it was sort of in the... Well, I mean, I feel like consumerism in the 1980s was, like, definitely a a topic of horror, which we can talk about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Many times over, I'm sure. That will come up again and again and again as we do pretty much every fucking movie from the 1980s. Yeah. Because it's present in all of them. But... You had this movie where a children's toy, based on a piece of media, Mm -hmm. came to life and tried to kill the child, right? And anyone else who came anywhere near. Great. Uh, Which is, you know, that's just an interesting tidbit that that sort of happened at the very beginning of this phenomenon. Right. Where it finally sort of, they merged. Mm -hmm. So you had the success of, say... The V.C. Andrews and the 
scary stories to tell in the dark and that kind of thing, right? But, and Nickelodeon had had some success with a lot of shows, but it really wasn't until the early 90s that Nickelodeon skyrocketed as a network. Right. Right. Like, separate from the horror thing, just as a network. Mm -hmm. The Nicktoons premiered in 1991, and then suddenly Nickelodeon was everything. Um, Which I feel like is why Cartoon Network came to be, is because they, they were like, here's this money-making. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's, it started, let's jump on while the, while the getting's good. Yep. So I, I would argue that that is, you know, a, a sort of root cause. But right now, I feel like what should happen is that Sean should watch his first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Why does she look like a young Melissa Joan Hart? Because she absolutely is a young Melissa Joan Hart. Is that Melissa Joan Hart? That is Melissa Joan Hart. So that was the tale of the frozen ghost, the seventh episode of the second season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Sean, what'd you think? Um, so I'm sad that I missed out on that part of my childhood because I did really enjoy it. It it was a lot more effective, like for a as a child. Um, I will say that it's still good, but I I I really enjoyed it. I will say that it holds up. I feel like it, especially being someone who has not seen it but has watched Goosebumps. I actually feel like mm-hmm. it holds up a bit better than Goosebumps. Right. Um. Not knocking goosebumps, still love it, still a major part of my childhood, and, and I have a whole lot of love and affection for that. Um, but no, the episode that we watched, I mean, I, I, I love that Melissa Joan Hart was a part of it. Like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute here. Um, Clarissa explains it all. Clarissa scares explains us all. ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh dear. <laughs> um, like I feel like the plot held up better. I enjoyed the episode. I feel like I really like the setup of the show. Like I mm. love that they, like the whole concept of like sitting around a campfire and actually telling a story and then putting it out at the end. Like just, just. Oh my god! It it has a full plot. You have no idea how badly I wanted to be a member of the Midnight Society as a child. I wa- like I was. 100% on board to just do that with my life. So I can say that I currently want to be a member of the Midnight Society. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Of course, like, I, like maybe honorary members of the Midnight Society if we have a horror movie podcast, right? Like, we are, there's, like, a proverbial campfire here. Yeah, yeah, the, I concur. The warm glow of my computer screen is our campfire. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm grasping a straw. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm on board. I am here for the glow, the radiance of the of the screen glowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here grasping with you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I appreciate the support. <laughs> but no, I uh, I am. Thank you for. Thank you for showing me that episode. I'm thankful to finally have seen it. Um. Yeah, I think it's great. I think that it definitely holds up for being a major part, uh, like playing a major part in 90s horror for children. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. So that's our first episode. That's it. Here we are. We did the damn thing. We did the damn thing. Uh, Next week, we are going to be covering... Halloween, of course, since next week is the day before Halloween. We are super, super excited for that. Um, so we hope that you'll join us. Follow us on Instagram at FN Frights Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at uh, FN Frights Pod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I believe on we have, Facebook as well, Friday Night Frights. Uh, I think that, yes, Friday Night Frights. If you search that on Facebook, you should find us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to send us a message directly, we have an email address, uh, scream at fnfrightspodcast.com. Scream right at us. Scream at us. <laughs> like, just little banshee. Make it happen. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. So gays and ghouls. 
next Friday night. You're in for a fright. But until then, sleep tight.